Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient, and powerful for the kingdom of God. Hi, I'm Paul Maxwell, the content lead at Tidely, and today we're going to talk about how to grow giving through an Easter service. As your church matures, you, the church leader, learn very quickly to look at church finances from an annual perspective, right? That is, you learn the necessity of analyzing your church's finances year over year, you know, this year compared to last year versus month over month, this month compared to last month, right? And all the different analytical tools you have to look at that budget. Now, the reason for this is that church giving spikes and it dips depending on the season, normally. And when families come together during the holidays, there's an enormous opportunity for churches to leverage larger attendance sizes to implement more strategic fundraising methods. Some pastors realize this and capitalize on it, some don't. And as any veteran church leader knows, one of the crucial Sundays during the year that brings in, on average, 12 to 15% of our church's annual revenue is Easter Sunday, biggest Sunday of the year. And however, some churches haven't yet figured out how to leverage the opportunity provided by holidays to boost church growth through fundraising. And this is a critical skill. It's actually a critical perspective in the, lo- in the long-term survival of your church and therefore in the legacy of your church. So... We're actually going to go into detail on the exact methods your church can use to boost giving on Easter Sunday so that Easter becomes a financial pillar for your church's fiscal calendar rather than a liability, right? Rather than a crush that you lean on saying, hopefully this Easter will get more. So number one, double down on production value. What does this mean? People often don't give to churches that feel underproduced, right? This is because the the production value of your Sunday service actually signals how you manage your money. It signals your church leadership team's philosophy concerning marketing, event experience, and member retention. Your Sunday services production value is an indicator to potential donors about how well you manage, spend, and invest your church's money, especially the production value of your Easter service, because this is where they say, okay, presumably they're going all out here, right? So because many people make giving decisions during your service, this should be the event in which you invest a significant amount of money. Crafting the kind of experience that compels people to give to your church means that you must focus on making their experience not only positive, but actually exceptional. Production value doesn't always predict a positive experience for the visitor or the member, right? Now, what that production value looks like will differ from church to church. But whatever you're doing on Sunday, make it the most impressive, consistent, meaningful beautiful service possible, okay? The decision to give is a decision of the heart and crafting the kind of service that catalyzes those decisions to give, that you want to engage as many of the senses as possible, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch, okay? The visual experience of the sanctuary, the smell of the sanctuary, the taste of the bread and the wine, the texture, the feel, the design of your bulletin, the culture, the physical, the atmospheric culture of the people, the comfort level of your chairs, the the lighting in the sanctuary, the decorations in the sanctuary, even the very genre of music, the talent level of the musicians, the sound quality of the overall worship experience, right? Everything should be as seamless, beautiful, comfortable, and unique as possible. So for church members, Easter is an opportunity to give more to the church while they celebrate Christ's crucifixion and resurrection and Good Friday and Easter Sunday. But it's also a time for visiting family members and friends to give. And if they genuinely enjoy their experience at your church, then they will likely give as well. Now, 
people judge more harshly during Easter services, right? Because they're prepared to give a little bit more, right? Uh, and so you can either take that higher standard of judgment as an unfair element of the holiday season, or you can leverage that higher standard to meet expectations, to make a bold fundraising ask, and to work toward doubling your church's annual revenue, right? So that's the first part. Production value is important. Make sure to double down on it on Easter because you could actually get a double return. Number two, prepare your congregation to give during the four Sundays before Easter. So don't just show up on Easter and say, hey, give us a bunch of money, right? Prepare your people for, for, for the service and ask and you're asked to give, right? Lead up to Easter with a four-part series on generosity or something like that. Now, that could be on how the resurrection changes our lives, how the Holy Spirit prompts us to take an action in real life, or the nature of sacrifice. You know, the, the themes you could preach on to prime your Easter appeal are, are, are infinite, right? But certain topics will tee you up for a fundraising hole in one if you strategize your content with a fundraising appeal in mind a month down the road before Easter, right? So this means you should start thinking about your sermon content, not only for Easter, but for the entire month leading up to Easter as well. Now, the more you can leverage the sermons before Easter to prepare people to give more on Easter by setting the stage for why generosity matters and yada, 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 the more you will be shocked by the amount of people who actually give on Easter Sunday, right? If you take the giving seriously, they will take the giving seriously. Number three, we've already mentioned this, but we're going to go down on it a little bit more. Craft an appeal to the heart. People don't give because it makes financial sense to give, okay? People give because they buy into what the church is doing. People give because they are on board with the church's mission and its results so far. So make sure that your appeal isn't like a boilerplate. You know, we need $100,000 to meet our budget this year. Appeal to the heart. Make the decision to give a moment between the people sitting in church and God himself. Lead people into a state of worship so that they are more closely connected with the basic impulses that prompt generosity. Break down their barriers. Show them why giving to the church on Easter is not only an act of celebration of Christ's resurrection, but also an act of participation in the resurrected Christ's ongoing work through your church in the world, which, which puts a magnifying glass on the meaningfulness and the significance of every single cent that they give. Number four, showcase stories from people who have benefited from your church's ministry. So one tactic for appealing to the heart of church members when making a fundraising request is showing personal stories of those who've benefited actually from the ministry of your church, right? Get a few pictures from the mission field, but better yet, ask someone who has been significantly helped by the church to maybe even share their story for a few minutes, right? Ask them to share with the church how their gifts have helped them when, they're, when they were a single mom, when, when they lost their house in a fire, when they were diagnosed with a terminal illness and the church sent them meals and prayers every day while they were in treatment, right? All of these kinds of stories show the work God is doing through the financial gifts being offered, right? If possible, showcase multiple stories throughout the service so that people get the sense that, oh, when I give, it's actually making a real difference in the world, right? People are willing to give money when they feel that every dollar they give has a correlating impact on relieving pain in others' lives. When you show people the pain and how the church relieved that pain in a personal story, they see how each dollar they give, one upon the next, increases the healing impact of Christ's church on the world. When you make giving about relieving personal pain in the world, people switch, okay? They have a psychological switch in their perspective from how much I, should I give, right? To how much pain can I relieve in the world? And therefore, 
How much can I afford to give? If you can get people in the mindset of, I want to give as much as possible, then you are on track to doubling your Easter giving numbers and doubling the pain you actually do relieve in the world. Number five, don't let your appeal get hijacked by the details of your financial need. So people are more likely to give to something that inspires them than a, a monetary detail of an inspiring work, right? So, so showcasing the inspiring element of your church's work that pulls on the heartstrings, right? People are more likely to give to something in order to participate in a special work that God is doing rather than like filling the gap in a budget report, right? There's a reason that Paul Ryan never made a bunch of progress with his graphs and charts, right? People care more about the human story than that big picture need. They are inspired to help one person rather than assist what they perceive to be like a giant machine of meeting many needs of greater or lesser merit, right? They want to give to specific individuals and the church is the best way to do that. So leave the numbers to members meetings and annual financial reports Publish those according to your own individual church's privacy policies and all that stuff, right? Leave the fundraising ask itself uncluttered of those specific numbers, unless those numbers have to do with showing the philanthropic ROI on each dollar given, right? Then share those stats like your life depends on it, right? Because people will get excited about the power of each dollar they give. Number six, put on a big event after the Easter service. This is, this is, this is so critical, okay? A lunch, a barbecue, a party. Get a bouncy house, get games going, get a water slide, right? Have a whole post-service bash on Easter that people can attend in order to celebrate their gift, okay? Visitors are more likely to stay at your church if they feel like they were a genuine part of your Easter, right? And yet your people are also more likely to give to something that, that they believe they are a part of, okay? That post-service event, that's it, not just a way of like rewarding members for giving, Right? It's the church's way of cementing the relational connection between the church leadership team and the members to say, we're one here. We're serving you we're, and you're serving us and we're all serving the world. It's a way of unifying the entire church across its entire population to give people access to real faces and names that are with them on the team of your church. This will increase giving as well and may even be the icing on the cake that big donors need to finally press that give button on their tidally giving app, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, point number seven, use a digital giving solution. All right, that Tidely Giving app, this is where we talk about it because this is probably the most important thing, okay? The most important part of doubling your giving over Easter. Use the digital giving solution because it has a lot to do with convenience, but it has just as much to do with acquiring long-term giving partnerships in distinction from like that one-time partner throwing some cash in the plate, right? Ideally, you want to use Easter as a way to propose not just a one-time gift, but a year-long partnership rather than that one-time gift, right? One, listen, one-time gifts are fantastic. I, I love giving one-time gifts, but, but utilizing the Easter giving to, uh, moment to generate more revenue over the course of your year is a better financial strategy. This is where doubling your giving during Easter can transform into doubling your church's giving over the entire year. So explicitly say, hey, we are looking for one-year partnerships because we have big plans for this year. We've got one-year plans. We've got 10-year plans. Instead of asking for one-time $100 gifts, ask for $15 monthly gifts for a year. Now, whatever big gifts you were hoping for, divide that number by five and ask people to give that amount for 12 months. Okay, one great way to do this is to give people every opportunity to give digitally from the moment they walk into the Easter service to the moment the post-service event is over. During the service, direct people to your church app where they can give natively. If you use Tithely, which I highly recommend you should, 
You can have as many kiosk stations with giving enabled as, as you have iPads, right? You can turn anything with a browser can be a giving station, can be a kiosk, right? iPads, iPhones, computers, anything. You can turn any screen into a giving kiosk. Man those kiosks with volunteers who can ask, or, or rather who can explain to people how to use the kiosk, right? A, a, answer questions people are asking, the, who are greeting people with a smile. Um, and, and doing the, the person-to-person work of explaining not only how giving works, but what exactly you're doing. Give them a script. Give them a pitch. Tell them, explain to your volunteers, this is what we're telling people, how we're using their gifts. Your church should be using Easter as an opportunity to grow your church's ability to fulfill the mission God has called you to. If you frame your primary fundraising ask in those terms, you're setting yourself up to see amazing results for your ministry and for what God can do through you. Okay? So remember... Double down on production value, prepare your congregation to give during the four Sundays before Easter, craft an appeal to the heart, showcase stories of people who have benefited from the church's ministry. Don't let your appeal get hijacked by the details of your financial need. Put on a big event after the Easter service to solidify that relational connection and the partnership that exists there. And then finally, use a digital giving solution because that's how you turn one-time gifts into a partnership that produces a legacy, not just for your church, but for God in your community. So doubling your giving over Easter doesn't just have to do with getting a few extra bucks to hire a janitorial assistant, although that certainly can be God's work as well. It's about increasing your capacity as a church to create a legacy for Christ in your community. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.